Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. So glad you guys are with us again. We're going to continue to talking about testimonies. How to share your testimony. So let's go through it again. Tell When you're telling someone about your, your testimony, you know, you're, maybe this is a family member that you really want to get saved, a co-worker that you'd like to have an experience with Jesus, someone you, know, you're, you want to share your testimony with, start with tell who you were. And remember we said you don't have to tell all, but do tell. Mm-hmm. So tell enough to help them see you didn't have it all together all of your life. You were a different person. Then tell about what did your encounter with Jesus look like? What did mm-hmm. it feel like? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they can have hope of having their own encounter. Okay. Then tell what changed after the encounter, even if you're still struggling to live that out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be growing in it. You just mm-hmm. have to be going somewhere in it. Now we're to... Tell what your life is like now. Because if your life is not different after your encounter with Jesus, I don't know. I feel like you missed the purpose of the encounter. (laughs) Well, essentially, you just had a a spiritual high moment and back on down you go. Honestly, yeah. What what goes up must come down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the point, right? Um, I mean, genuine encounters are meant to be grown mm. into something. Mm. So, uh, so, so, so hopefully your life looks different than it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're going to tell what your life looks like now. This is how I'm currently living. This is what I'm stable in today. Mm-hmm. I used to be depressed. Now I live in the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a person of great anxiety. Shoot. I had someone tell me yesterday that, um, they had such, this person started going to church because they had such morbid fear of mm. death mm. that they needed to find some solution because it was mm. paralyzing them. Wow. Um, so they started going to church to find out how do I deal with this morbid fear of death? Mm. Okay. So, all right. I used to have morbid fear of death. I don't have the fear of death anymore. Yeah. Well, that's good testimony. That How am I living testimony. now? I, I don't have the fear of death anymore. Yeah, that's now, good. now, granted, you know, kind of one of the things we learned in COVID is many Christians have a morbid fear of death still. That's true. And so we understand that's that. True. But if you don't, it's part of your testimony <laughs> that I don't have a morbid fear of death. Yeah. You know, if I die, I'm going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so sharing. Where you're living now paints a vision mm. of hope and success for the person you're witnessing to. Now, I'm going to mm. just say something. The problem we have after we've been living in Christ and in church for a long period of time is we actually forget what it's like mm. to live without Jesus. It's true. And I'm here to tell you, it's a miserable wretch <laughs> of a person who's living without Jesus. <laughs> so, so I, what, what I'm trying to say, I'm trying to stoke our compassion. Yeah. We need to paint a vision of mm-hmm. hope and success for the person who's not in church, who's living without Jesus, because they're hurting badly. Yeah. We think we got problems. No, they got problems. <laughs> it's a whole nother level set of problems that they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's use the scripture, Acts chapter 26, verse 19. This is where Paul is now moving to. What is life like now? He says, now, now the if you understand what's going on, this is a bit entertaining. Therefore, he says, 
O King Agrippa. <laughs> now, if you look and remember the background, it says King Agrippa, and I think it's Bernice, right? Uh, yeah, Came in like with that. great pomp and oh, circumstance. Wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> now you now you can read the read the scripture. Here we go. <laughs> o King Agrippa. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the I region. I just, I just switched to the French horn part. I always played French <laughs> horn, so I forgot the melody after Did you that. know I played French horn? I did not know that. I did. I, I started out in trumpet, and then I moved uh-huh. to French horn. I liked my years of French horn, yeah. but I never got good at it. Ah. I, was, I got good at it being a trumpet player, but mm-hmm. I never got good as a French horn player. Yep. Um, Sorry if we just ruined the whole mood. We did. (laughs) So so just imagine King Agrippa, where the scripture actually took note of the fact that they entered with great pomp and circumstance, Mm -hmm. meaning all that. And Paul is challenging them with, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. It sounds sounds wrong without the music now. (laughs) In other words... King Agrippa, you know, uh, he might not be living out the heavenly vision. <laughs> See? Um, and so so Paul said, well, I declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and throughout all the region of Judea, and all the, also the Gentiles, that they mm-hmm. should repent and turn to God, performing <laughs> deeds in keeping with their repentance. King Agrippa, this might require you to do some yeah. repentance. He's, it's a little bit of a scriptural guilt trip here. A little bit of scriptural <laughs> guilt trip right there. And so, <laughs> and Agrippa says to Paul, you know, I don't think you're going to succeed in persuading me to becoming a Christian on this occasion. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in other words, they had a little bit of back and forth there. Okay. But what Paul is saying is, listen, I'm living out the vision. I'm living this thing out. Yes, it's costing me, <laughs> but I'm living it out. And Paul succeeded. Now, he wasn't afraid to challenge an uppity person. Mm. You know, the reason being is that in Acts 13, we know that there were some uppity people mm-hmm. in the church mm-hmm. that were part of his commissioning that sent him out as a missionary. Uh, yeah. You know, so what I'm trying to say... What, <laughs> well, um, then, he, then he goes on his spiels. I was the Jew of all Jews. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> So how you need to think about this is if you're sharing your testimony with a person that needs to repent and needs to give their life to Jesus, what they got going on in their mind is they got a little devil on the left shoulder (laughs) saying, don't do it. (laughs) The little devil on their left shoulder is whispering in there. Did you you ever see those cartoons? The little little devil on the left shoulder is saying, don't do it. What I think of is uh, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, and uh-huh. Kronk has the devil Kronk and the <laughs> angel Kronk. That's right. <laughs> and then they got Jesus, little Jesus on the right shoulder That's saying, right. you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. So the principle is that by telling people what my life is like now, I'm dispelling the devil's main weapon, mm. which is fear. Fear. Yeah, that's good. Because the person that's thinking about becoming a Christian, their main struggle is fear. Mm-hmm. It, the devil manifests himself to them with the weapon of fear. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, and fear manifests. It's, if it's in a church service, what are they afraid of? Walking the aisle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
if it's if it's in an altar call, what are they afraid of raising their hand? Mm. Uh, if it's if it's in that moment, what am I afraid of? If I surrender my life to God, I'm going to lose control. I'm going to be mm-hmm. sent to Africa. I'm going to be, in other words, all the negative things. I'm going to lose all my money. I'm mm-hmm. going to. They have the devil is throwing fear yeah. at them right and left. Yeah. So by you sharing what you're currently experiencing, mm-hmm. you are dispelling the devil's fear yeah. and making room for them. Yeah to take that leap of faith that for them looks yeah. like the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Honestly, they're looking at this thing like, does the word evil can evil mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah. Is that still known? Oh, yeah. You know, the evil can evil trying to trying mm-hmm. to jump the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. You know, for a person to get saved, it, you may as well be asking them to get on a bike mm-hmm. and try and jump the Grand mm-hmm. Canyon. That's mm-hmm. how much the fear the devil's put in them. Yeah. So by yeah. your testimony of this is what my life is like now mm-hmm. gives them courage yeah. to say, it's really not the Grand Canyon. It's yeah. really just a little ditch you're jumping across. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I would go so far as to say the devil's not saying don't, don't do it. He's saying you can't do it. That's right. Yes. You cannot do this. It's, right. You're not capable. And yeah. so that's, that's where the real fear comes from. And your testimony yeah. is God putting the faith in mm-hmm. their heart. no. You can do you it. Can do it. You can right. do it. You can do it. And let me let me just. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You say evil can evil, and I immediately think of Duke Kaboom from Toy Story Four. I don't think I know who Duke Kaboom is. Uh, yeah. So Disney got sued, I think, because he's too much like evil can evil. Oh, really? Yeah. What did he do in Toy Story Four? Uh, he rides a motorcycle and he makes these giant jumps and stuff. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. I had a closing thought. Oh, what was it? Oh, oh, I know what it is. Okay. <laughs> a lot of salvations that you see in the Sunday church service where mm-hmm. someone finally says yes to Jesus, they finally raise their hand or they walk the aisle or they talk to a prayer team mm-hmm. or they, however it is, usually have a foundation laid underneath them mm-hmm. of someone sharing their yeah. testimony with them. Yeah laying the groundwork. Mm-hmm. So by the time they get to Sunday service, it's really just the last mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. It's just the groundwork's already been laid. People mm-hmm. have shared their testimony with yeah. them. They've already, yeah, they've, they've heard faith. Someone's already given them hope by telling mm-hmm. them what life is like now. And then they come to the Sunday service and then, okay, yeah, I'm going to take the leap of faith. Yeah. And one of the things that we vow to do at Abundant Life Church is to always give an opportunity for those people to respond. Because we're assuming you're yeah. sharing your testimony with right. them and you're laying the foundation. That's right. And so we're going to give the altar call to give them that opportunity to go ahead and jump the ditch. It, you know, it's not jumping the mm-hmm. Grand Canyon. It's mm-hmm. jump over the little ditch. That's right. And and have that faith as a mustard seed mm-hmm. to start the, the journey with Jesus, right? That's good. Thank you for joining us today. Abundant Life Church is committed to being a church of home groups. To get involved in a home group, please call our office at 417-881-1532 or visit our website at Abundant.us to learn how. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. in person or on YouTube for amazing encounters with God.